0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kara, and this is Money and Mental Peace. And if you've been around here a little while, a week or two ago, we did an episode on how student loans are entirely unnecessary. And I listed three incredible debt-free college stories to prove it. And it was pretty popular. So I thought, hey, I got more stories here. There's not just a few people that have done it. There are a lot. Um, And several that I know of, quite a few actually. So here is kind of a part two of that indicating student loans are unnecessary i have two more amazing debt-free stories to prove it to share with you today hey girl welcome to money and mental peace a podcast for christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free do you procrastinate on homework while googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Cara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do Okay, so we're back. So some of you have been hearing how I am working on launching a an online course called the Debt-Free College Blueprint, hopefully at the end of June about, and I just wanted to give you some sneak peeks and tell you a little bit about it. So I will be, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the tagline, that's it, for the course is scholarships, strategy, and accountability for college students to graduate debt. Free And I just wanted to focus a little bit on what I'll have in Module 1, and these will be video um, trainings that you can do at your own pace, but can help set you up for success on how I graduated from college debt-free, and how you can too. So in Module 1, the focus is a debt-free and God-focused mindset. So for example, we will discuss uh, the good, like godly mindset on being debt-free. And I have said this a bunch, but if you're new here, this is not me saying I hate people that get student loans. This is me saying it's in the Bible when it ever discusses debt, it always comes with a warning or consternation. And so just to be aware of what can be done and how awesome it could be with no debt. And if you choose to do this, this is what I'll train you guys in. So uh, we'll also discuss... Uh, our relationship with God, why he has anything or everything to do with this journey that we're going on. Uh, We're going to discuss credit cards. Do you use credit cards? Do we need to have a budget? Like actually the budget's a little bit more in depth later. And will you have to fill out things? What paperwork? How much time will this take? to do the course, to do stuff debt-free, and we'll have a master checklist, link to Facebook community, and basically, if you follow along on my steps and advice, I can guarantee that you will be able to graduate from college debt-free 100% of the time. But the first module is some of that mindset work and just like an introduction. So, if you're interested in being kept notified, I apparently cannot do words today, kept notified. I don't think that's grammatically correct, but of when all of this launches and comes out, I will be discussing it over in my Facebook group. So go ahead on Facebook and join the Christian College Girl Community dash scholarships and graduate debt free. That's what the entire thing is called, but it's the Christian College Girl Community. Uh, it's also in the description below, but you can join that and I'll be able to do updates and information of when I launch. So we're happy to have you there, and now let's get into the nitty gritty details. Okay, The first story is of my friend Isaac, and Isaac. Now, Isaac specifically planned on being debt free, trying to go through college debt free, and in his mind, that meant to work hard to get a full ride, and not go to a fancier school. So, meaning like in high school, work hard like hard at grades to be able to qualify for a full ride is what he knew about graduating from college debt free and as you'll see as the story progresses there are different ways to do this like you don't always have to do full ride um however that was his initial thought so he went for it and that's awesome so and he mentions not going to a fancier school because of you can get such a great education at just like a state school, you know, community college versus like feeling like you have to go to Harvard, right? So he through a lot of prayer and applying, not applying, and taking the ACT and SAT and getting some great grades. He did actually get a full ride to a college pretty close to him for engineering. He could stay close to home with his family network. That was very important to him, he said. Because he still had some of his same friends and uh, his family to talk things through. Not that you're required to stay home when you go to college. However, I really respected his insight to just wanting to grow his faith while still being founded and surrounded by some of his Christian roots, right? To be able to start to experience college and the ups and downs of not only the stress and busyness of it, but belief systems that he would run in contact with. And he was able to stay grounded in his church community and his friends as he learned that. And that kind of helped him mature and grow in his faith is what what he said, which is pretty awesome. However, the issue became he overextended himself. So in the second semester, first semester went great of the first year. Second semester, he said his grades dipped. And he lost his full-ride scholarship, only had the partial left, which just stinks. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? And with overextending oneself, that sounds like it could be trying to be, like, a good student, right? And take more classes, do more things. It it wasn't that he was just, like, lounging around and not doing anything. He was overextending for what he thought was good things. But sometimes we we know and we find out that more is not always better, And, however, be careful to not compare, I'm not talking to Isaac, I'm talking to you guys listening, be careful not to compare yourselves because in some situations in life, some people are able to do more than others because of, you know, their family life situation or mental health or whatnot. So this is both don't overextend yourself and be careful not comparing yourself to others. But even trying to do the overextending with positive things like overachieving, uh, it, it, was a negative toll his grades dipped and he lost his full ride but kept a partial scholarship which is awesome and so his story is honestly like so many out there totally relate to it personally because I was just an overachiever and tried to have high honors in college and all the things I totally understand but the next step is actually his parents had saved some money for their kids to go to college so he was able to dip into college savings from his parents. Listen to that. There's there's a couple things going on here. Even though his parents had saved some money for their kids for college, he still went for the full-ride scholarship. For one, For one reason, he has younger siblings, he had said. So some of that would hopefully be for them. But also, he just wanted to be able to you know, do it all, make it all work out and not have to use the money from his parents, which I totally commend him for. That's awesome that he went for the full ride. And if your parents have saved some money for you for college, I'm not saying don't use it. I'm saying it was really interesting to note how he still went for the full amount. It's kind of like the saying, if you shoot for the moon, But fail or miss it, you can land upon the stars. It was cool because he still was able to have some funds there for him, right? So then he continued with some summer internships and an engineering co-op, as well as looking at other in-university scholarships, and he kind of patchworked together the rest of the funding, because he still had in his mind that he's graduating from college debt-free. This is what I've talked to you guys before. Sometimes it's the mindset. It's like if you're getting married and you're like, the mindset is I'm not getting a divorce. We're not, we're just going to work it out. This is the mindset of he's just not getting loans. He's going to work, work on this. So he was able to continue with working, internships, a few other scholarships, and this partial ride scholarship, And graduate also with some money from his parents, which I know he was super grateful for. Now, here's the kicker, and here's where I give him a thumbs up and commend him as well. His parents had saved some money for their kids for college, and he used some of it. So it wasn't that he went and got, like, a federal loan or whatnot, and it had been saved for college. However, he wanted to pay back his parents because he chose to. He decided to. And so in that way, I still imagine... In my mind, he still graduated debt-free, but he chose to pay money back towards his parents because he wanted his siblings to be able to use the funds. And also with having engineering, he was uh, prepared to have a pretty good job to be able to do that. And so he told me that he gave the money. He was $5,000, uh, well, he said in debt to his parents. I still say he graduated debt-free because his parents had saved that money for his kids co- their kids' college. But he wanted to give it back to thank them, to have money uh, for his other siblings. So within three months, he was able to give that back to his parents after he had started working. Like, what an awesome, inspiring story from Isaac, in my opinion. That's so cool. And he said that he's currently looking towards law school, maybe, and he started studying hard for the LSAT, which is to get into law school, you know. Uh, That was just inspiring to me because... It was like he was going above and beyond being connected. Okay, there's different parts of this story. There was a financial part. There was something I relate to, which was kind of just overachieving on things or overextending, and I totally understand what that feels like. And then some things not working out, but him not giving up. Him, con- He was continuing to find other scholarships, do some internships, and then use some funds that his parents had saved for their kids' college, and i commend him though for still trying for full time or full ride you know shooting for the moon landing on the stars and even though that money had been saved for their kids college he wanted to give that money back i'm saying as a thanks and to have the money for his siblings and i just commend him on that and there was also the mindset of staying close to home and listen this doesn't mean i'm coming on here telling you the only godly thing to do is to stay close to home because God can call us in different realms and directions in our lives. But I agree with him how he said that foundation kept him grounded, connected to his church, his friends, his family, and he could make new friends at college most certainly. But that helped him to still have some um, like lifeblood, I guess you could say, to still be able to be spiritually nurtured, right? Have that foundation, and then he could go out into the world, do school and stuff. So good job, Isaac. I'm totally sending this to you, so you know I finally used your story. (laughs) I was going to use it in my book, and hopefully maybe can still publish a book, but I kind of got jumped into podcasting first off. So next, our last, actually, the second story I wanted to share with you is my friend Rachel. My dear friend Rachel. Rachel was really convicted when she read James 4, verses 13 through 16, and I'm kind of paraphrasing it uh, right now, but it is not, basically she said it is not good for us to take out loans assuming that we can pay them back later. Um, This was her story on how she was convicted of that. She was saying that a lot of people assume, like, of course, I'll get a high-paying job after college, be totally able to pay this back. And yet, how many times have we seen something comes up and happens where that's not able to happen? I just said happen too many times. Anyways, you know, life happens. (laughs) Happen. And it's hard to pay it back. How many friends of yours are still, or, or older siblings or aunts and uncles or parents are still paying back their student loans years from now? And she was frustrated because she said she really wished she had asked more about what god wanted her to do she only asked him to let her get into the school that he wanted her in which is a great question you know trying to apply for schools and then ask specifically that whichever school god wanted her to go to she was able to get in right but she thought later how she could have asked what god wanted her to do in steps like for paying for school so the first two years of college she did it with student loans and she felt led to missions specifically bangladesh which to be honest sounds amazing with that culture and the people but also sounds really hot and gross because i don't like heat the best but my heart good for her bangladesh i bet would be awesome anyway she talked with her pastor about her interest in doing this and he really encouraged her to try to do the last years the two last two years of college with no loans but the issue was <laughs> she was kind of later in the year to be looking for those at least for her school so there was a specific scholarship that she had to write a letter about why she wanted the scholarship and and she spe- specified how she didn't want to have loans. She wanted to be a missionary, and she wanted to uh, continue this work and and not have to, you know, be bogged down by the loans and such. Which, to be honest, she went well. She went to a pretty prestigious, prestigious whichever way you say it school, uh, at least for public schools, public universities. She went to U of M, University of Michigan. And that is not, you know, like a Christian school. And so it must have been God's direction and guidance and hand on it because the scholarship judges specifically actually awarded it to her, even for talking about going to be a missionary and such. And I just thank God for his hand on such a situation. And she got it. It was $4,000 for that year. And then it would be $7,000 for the next year. But she did have to tell the school that she was not going to look for more loans. And she had to do that a little bit before she found out about this scholarship. So that was an act of faith. So let me let me reiterate that if that's confusing. She had to tell the school in May she was not accepting any more loans because there was a deadline, you know, to get the, the loans to be applied to the account, right? But she wasn't hearing back from the scholarship people until August. And so she had to step out on a limb and really ask God for help in this and, and wait and trust God in the situation. She was so convicted that she wanted to do this, not be held back by loans, so she could go do missionary work, that she s- took a step of faith, said no, you know, She's not going to do any more loans as of May. She had to say that. And I already told you that she got the scholarship, but she didn't know until August. And of course she was excited and relieved, but she told me in that interim time that she would have just not gone to college the next year if she didn't have like have the money because she had made that commitment and she felt God was really guiding her to that. But it ended up working out. She got that scholarship. She was able to finish her last couple years without loans she did have the loans for the first couple years as she didn't realize there were other ways to do it right and she didn't do the scholarships and such but she's been able to work on paying that back and what was cool is she had a friend named Daniel that heard her testimony about this about how God had provided this for her and the steps even when she had to go out on a limb and trust him and Daniel was convicted to do the same he was convicted to just not do loans for more of school right and he was convicted to try to finish it all up debt-free turns out he had he went for the same scholarship did the same application process and apparently some scholarship judges there were interested enough uh in christians and in a christian essay about it that her friend daniel actually got the same scholarship as well it's crazy it's good because it's often good to tell others your testimony of how something is done, how, you know, God has done something in your life. And and I hope that I can be doing that now in this podcast. But from that, another friend learned about a scholarship, did the scholarship too, and was able to, I'm not sure if he finished debt-free or he just finished the rest of his schooling without loans once he had heard about that. So, and a lot of times people are like, I don't want to share the good things in my life because I don't want people to feel bad who are having a hard time. But the thing is, a lot of times, and I'm I'm talking to myself here also because I forget to do this, but a lot of times sharing a good, positive testimony of what God has done in our life, in our lives, can inspire others. Of course, don't do it with, you know, rudeness, like I'm the coolest person ever and only the person only blessed or whatever. But just being able to be a witness of God's guidance glorifies him. So you might have been inspired by a couple of these debt-free stories showing that it can be done, uh, that we can seek God out on how he wants us to go through college. And also, even if you've kind of made a blunder, overextended yourself, lost a scholarship in there, you want to give up. There are still ways to patchwork it all together. And if you're interested in learning on more steps and more ways to do this, I would love to invite you to be the part of my upcoming course, The Debt-Free College Blueprint, and go ahead and join our Facebook group to be notified of that first thing, or pretty first thing. I'll be posting in there pretty quick uh, when it's ready to be launched in launch week, right? So go ahead and check that out. Super excited. And again, just a reminder, as I go on, I can tell you guys more about the other modules that I have in the course. But the first one is introduction, having this God-focused mindset, debt-free mindset, and really being able to step out in faith with God, hold his hand, ask him how he wants you to go through college and pay for it. And I really pray that you're inspired and able to do the same. Thanks so much, guys. Go ahead and join our Facebook group and I'll get you connected. Bye. Hey, girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.